Broadcasting live, weekday morning, this is listener-supported One Radio Network. Well, a very pleasant uh, good morning to you. This is Patrick Timpone, uh, OneRadioNetwork.com. It's a Monday morning, the fourth Monday of the month, and that means it's time for Dr. Jennifer Daniels in the great country or province of whatever it is down there in the Suez Canal place. And uh, we'll meet her in just a second, just a little bit of business. Uh, tomorrow, Crow 777, fascinating fellow. Um, he, he put on a camera on the moon and looked at it for a week and found all kinds of crazy things going on, but he's into uh, just a wide variety of uh, fun things. Uh, Crow 777. And then a friend that I've known for about 25 years, the Constitutional Authority lady, uh, Dessie Andrews, and she is, uh, she's always been one who's been other, more than feisty with the uh, uh, government officials, and she really understands the court system, and she has a, a new lawsuit against every senator and every congressperson, and uh, so we're going to talk to her about that. It's really interesting, her whole argument for why she's doing this. So she'll be here tomorrow, and then on Wednesday... We have Daniel Vitalis. Daniel Vitalis, who he's into uh, going out in the woods and hunting bears and crocodiles and, and things up in Maine. He has his third season going on of wild feed, former vegetarian. Now he eats bears, bear meat, while well, they're dead. And um, um, has a whole thing on the outdoor channel fish and all kinds of things, not just uh, meat. But uh, interesting fellow, and he'll be here on, on Wednesday. Uh, phone lines still down. Every, every morning, the telephone company says, it's in the mail, don't worry. We're working on it. Well, yes, they are. So the way to communicate today is patrick at oneradionetwork.com. Patrick at oneradionetwork.com. Dr. Jennifer Daniels is a uh, doctor, an MD, but she doesn't practice anymore because, well, she went down to Panama and she got, and there she is. She's been there for how many years in Panama, Dr. Daniels? The ACC. The ACC, <laughs> 16 years? Yes. Wow. How are you? Look great as always. Look at you. Thank you. you Just turned 66. 66. Route 66, huh? Oh, yeah. Are we having middle? Are we having a midlife crisis or anything? Oh God, no! <laughs> We're having a midlife uh, midlife uh, blossoming. That's what I mean. You're blasting off midlife. Yeah, not a crisis. Not a crisis. No, we don't do crisis. It's Panama. You like Panama? You obviously you like it. You've been there for a long time. I, you know. I would say it likes me. Yeah, yeah. You have access to good food too down there too, don't you? Mm. Pretty good. Well, you know, I live, you know, pretty close to the land, so to speak, so no lack of food. So how are we doing in the most important thing? How are we doing in the boyfriend department? We were we were, we were, we were trying to hook you up there for a while, but lost track of all the boys in, in, in Panama. Meet any interesting fellows? Do you meet any interesting fellows? Oh, gosh, yes, all the time. Do you really? Do they hit on you? Oh, it's- Do they hit on you? Oh, yeah. Do they? Do you like that? 
Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> like being sixteen again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What are what are some of the great pickup lines you've heard? Oh, when you take when you take uh, martial arts, you meet people who are like forty and under. Huh? Oh, see. and most of them are well, guys. Guys. <laughs> and you and you and you look about 40 45 so what do you care right so they don't know how cool. I fit I fit right you fit right in right. Right. oh yeah we laugh we joke we have a good time <laughs> do you go out on a dates and like go to dinner and things you know I'm at the stage in my life where going out to dinner does not appeal to me I see mm. I'm happy with going for a walk and sharing a lemonade I'm, you know what I mean yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. If you get if you if you need the three hundred dollar date, I'm probably not your date. <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably not your type. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> you find fellows you can um, have in common the subject matters that, that you talk to. Oh sure, Do we you? talk about a lot of things. Yeah, life and. Cool. Well, I'm, I'm learning Spanish, so you know. See, we talk in Spanish, oh. so I can talk about stuff I already know about, and mm-hmm. I'm still learning. So I'm learning at least I'm learning the Spanish, and I'm learning how this culture perceives that thing. Yeah, I used to know a lot of Spanish. I know a little like "Donde está el baño?" Uh, por favor. <laughs> <laughs> As you get older, that gets more urgent. <laughs> it's more urgent. I work the bathroom. <laughs> Where is the bathroom? You know, Spanish is lovely because it's a, one of the Romance languages, right? Like Italian, and and I knew some. Well, now Italian. that I'm delving deeper into the language and studying it more, Spanish is actually the modern day version of Latin. So Latin yes. is not a dead language; it lives, and it's called See. Spanish, and that's why they're called Latin people because they're actually speaking Latin. Yes, so that was a very interesting discovery. A good, a good discovery. I took four years of Latin in high school. Four years. Do you believe yeah, it? Yeah, I took Latin as well. And when you know Latin, or you have a familiar, the Romance languages are like, first time I went to Italy, I saw these signs and I knew what they were saying and I have no idea how I knew because I had the Latin right. background, right? But also English, you see English differently and you see the English words and uh-huh. a deeper meaning in them. Hmm. Amo, yeah. amar, how we used to say it, Amo, amar, amar, samayi, mai. <laughs> I used to know that. The, the, the conjugation. Yeah, I at the, the endings. Ah, ah, I, am, ah. Uh-huh, and that's yeah. the he, it, you, they. I love, you love, they love, he, she, and it yeah. loves. He, she, and it loves works great now with all the trans stuff. You know, they, they, oh, they must yeah. love that one. <laughs> Don't need to make up your mind about anything. <laughs> that's right. Uh, it's have, just like, uh, yeah, sounds good. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. Hey, I've been doing really made it down here. Yeah. Oh, well, you're not missing anything, as you know. So we've been here, doing... S- objects have gender. Ob- so a table is feminine. A house is feminine. So different objects have gender. So how do you introduce into that social structure the idea of a third gender? Like, no, 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 we have two genders. See, the table is this gender. The house is that gender. Casa. Car is the other gender. Casa is female. Casa. Yeah, yeah. And car is male. Caro. Caro. And I wonder how they came up with that. Well, home. They, all these things are assigned however they're assigned, but the point is they all have gender. Yeah. And so when I first got here, I did not understand the concept. And I said, well, can't we just call it it? And they're like, huh? No. 
like, okay, but skip it, skip it, skip it. We're good. I'll, I'll learn the genders. <laughs> One of my best friends years ago was a golden retriever, and um, I thought about the word brio, which in Italian is like lively, right? Lively. I don't know what it is in Spanish. Probably close to that. Do we know? Yeah. Something I don't like know. that. Anyway, but oh, she was a girl, so I just called her Bria. So I just changed her to feminine, and that was her name. Exactly. And then yeah, yeah Bria. Yeah. Mm. Doctor D, uh, I've been playing around with water. I wanted to kick around some ideas before we take uh, all your emails, and we got to get to them because we got a lot as usual. Is uh, we interviewed a fellow down the rainforest, a really interesting man, Darko Valchek. And this was about a month ago, and he, not long after our last interview, and he really talked a lot about mixing sea salt with water, that this is the mm-hmm. blood plasma thing that, you know, he talked the whole thing about blood plasma that I didn't quite understand, but he says this is right. what blood plasma is. So, I, you know me, I like to experiment, so I've been doing like a heaping teaspoon, which he recommends, in a quart of water, and doing like right. three quarts. He said, you're not doing enough water, only two quarts, do three quarts, or four quarts. Oh, whoa, do you know that in three weeks that I have gained three pounds? Now, I am doing resistance, but so I'm getting some muscle, but I think I've got about three pounds of water, or two pounds of water in me that's, so... Do you, do you do that uh, yourself? Do you take uh, more salt? No, you have to adjust. You, the salt uh, n- needs are very different for each person. Mm-hmm. For example, if you're living in a tropical environment, if you're respiring a lot, each drop of perspiration, your body ejects salt with it. So you have a higher salt requirement if you live in the tropics. If you live in a drier area, like Arizona, you have an even higher requirement uh-huh. for salt. Mm-hmm. And, but if you live in the north, uh, and you live indoors, and it's air-conditioned, your salt requirement is much lower. So it's highly, highly variable. Mm-hmm. Now, I do saunas so every night. So it's, this much salt. So I do saunas every night and sweat every night a lot. So I need my share. No, no. What, you no. need something. But all I'm trying to say is, the something you need might not be a fixed amount that an expert recommends. Yeah, oh no, of course, yeah. Who knows? Experts, right. they don't know my body. <laughs> right, exactly. Everybody's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How would you gauge, with all your knowledge, my dear, of salt and uh-huh. water, and you, you're a water maven. I mean, you've been talking water for years. How would you gauge when we're getting the right amount? Would we have some kind of metric to go by, in your opinion? Take your tongue. Yeah. Lick your skin. If it's slightly salty, you're getting enough salt. <laughs> oh, if the skin is slightly salty? It should be slightly salty, yeah. Yeah. No, no salty taste, you could probably increase your salt. But what I recommend, though, is increasing the salt in the food, not increasing the salt in the water. Because if you increase the salt in your water, you can easily uh, get an amount that's excessive for you. And how would you know you doing that? You would bloat oh. and... Um, gain water weight, uh, maybe you feel a little dizzy or sluggish, whatever. So if you just sprinkle it on your salt, on your food rather, your taste buds will say, hey, wait, that's we got enough here, we're good. Huh. But I'm doing three teaspoons, that would be a lot of salt on my food. Ooh. 
Right, but from your weight gain, your water weight gain, we already know that the amount of salt you're taking is too much for you anyway. Well, I don't so think so. I, I look good. I feel good. My skin looks good. I don't think it's too much. I'm not bloated. It's, oh, in, it's in there somewhere, you know. Keep going. Keep going keep, with it. Yeah. But again, be ready to adjust it. Yes, I agree. You know, I've done so many things like that, and I, I suspect you have an opinion on it, because you have an opinion on a lot of things, which I like. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I like girls like that. I like, girls with opi- I like girls with opinions. I really do. Some people say, I don't like people. I don't love. Anyway, um, have you done, th- I've done things for like two or three weeks, like a different food or something, something and it works great, right, for two or three weeks. And then all of a sudden, it's like, okay, no, that doesn't work. Do you know what that's about? Have you ever thought about it? Exactly. Exactly. So when you start doing that thing, it's supplying you a nutrient you're deficient in. I see. And at the end of the three weeks or three months, you have topped up. You have enough of it and you have enough in storage. You're good. And so it is time to move on. Have you had experience? It doesn't mean that thing is bad. Right. It doesn't mean that it's bad. It just means that that nutrient that you were deficient in, Mm -hmm. which that food contained, that you've derived the benefit. Oh, your body just knows and said, you don't need any more of that. Yeah, and then you can maybe rotate that food back in in a few months or even a few years, depending on what the nutrient is and how well your body stores it and how slowly it uses it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. An excellent example of this is liver. So many people, once they uh, discover they have a liver deficiency, and you can easily figure it out by eating liver and you'll feel, Whoa! better so that at that point you simply eat it every day every day every day at some point you'll feel no longer improved and then you just stop eating it until you realize you've declined and then you eat some more now for some people they need to eat liver every week others every month others twice a year so again it depends on your activity your body's use rate how frequently you have to go back to these particular things interesting yeah really interesting what are you eating these days i haven't asked for a while give us an idea of I, oh, i'm sure I people are interested in on. what you this eat is like, this is empty i eat i drank this it looks what? a little mysterious <laughs> it does look mysterious <laughs> <laughs> it's raw eggs Ooh. chia seeds Ooh. and banana oh yeah i like raw eggs quite a combo i've never done that why why, why the chia seeds <laughs> Uh, 18. Yeah. I started working selling books door to door. Did you? And it's about ninety hour work week. And I had zero dollars. So if I didn't collect cash or deposits that day, then of course I didn't eat. So uh, what I ate or ended up eating was raw eggs. So I would eat my breakfast, actually lunch and dinner, which means I ate one meal a day in the morning, was three raw eggs and two slices of bologna, maybe a little water, and down the hatch. Hmm. And that kept me going 90 hours a week. A lot of energy, mentally sharp, uh, really great. Of course, I got away from that because, well, I worked summers doing that to pay for college, I returned to college, and of course you have the uh, kitchen mess hall stuff. Hmm. They don't serve raw eggs. Yeah. And yeah. Oh yeah. So I didn't really get back to it. And then uh, now that I'm in jujitsu, 
So I talked to the uh, strongest, highest belt person in the class, and I said, gosh, you're strong. Gosh, you're you strong. That- <laughs> gosh, How do you get that way? What do you eat? And, of course, uh, raw eggs was on the list. I Is said, that oh, right? Raw eggs. I remember that. No, I had a few other things you mentioned, but that's like raw eggs, I can definitely, I can do that. Mm-hmm. And so then um, I said, what the heck? Why not throw in the chia seeds or flax seed, either one. And while I'm at it, give it some flavor with a banana. So, uh, and it's so easy to make. You just throw it in there. I use an immersion blender. Yeah, we like that. As soon as the uh, banana is pureed, which is about 30 seconds, you're done. And you rinse the thing off. Not the traumatic thing of using the Vitamix. Yeah, you got to clean the Vitamix. It's like crazy, you know? Yeah, they try and tell you it's easy to clean, but not really. Not really. So I use the Immersion Blender uh, for that. Another thing that I've started eating that I really like is celery juice with watermelon. So it's now watermelon season here, and they they sell these big 20-pound watermelons. Mm -hmm. It's hard to eat a 20-pound watermelon, but if you mix it with your celery juice, well, there you go. It goes down nice and easy. What does celery juice do with the watermelon? What goes on with the celery juice? It's very cleansing. It cleanses the skin, cleanses the kidneys, Mm -hmm. cleanses the intestines, and it does it very comfortably and gently. You'll take about a sip of maybe, you know, four to eight ounces, and you're like, oh, let me walk to that. (laughs) You know, I noticed the salt in the water will uh, increase your bathroom breaks, too, in the morning sometimes. Exactly. Uh There's salt in the celery. Celery is very high in salt. Why would salt be... um, do that. Hmm. Salt is what we call an osmotic agent. Osmotic. So, and that's the purpose of salt in your body, by the way. So what salt does is it controls the electricity in your body by making water molecules move across the membrane. So if you put salt in your mouth in a higher concentration, then what's going to happen is it makes water rush into your intestines and flushes your intestines out. Huh. And that's huh. very, simple. very simple. Is there any uh, downside to getting Mr. Poops out in that fashion, or do you care if it's a little loosey-goosey? Yes, 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 there is, there is. So if you result to that, that only infrequently, obviously you'll get dehydrated, right? Because okay. you'll pull the water from the rest of your body and flush it out. Hmm, yeah. hmm, hmm, hmm. Another uh, downside, of course, is if you use too much of it, what happens is it pulls the water from the rest of your body, flushes it out, but then the salt that's in your intestines goes into your body, so you can increase your body's salt content to an unhealthy level. In a healthy way. Hmm. Okay, I've been waiting to ask you this one. Because <laughs> this is really long and everything, and this person is quite out of Let's get down to the question. Okay, and then well, we'll go here, back and give us all the long answers. Here's the deal. Um, here's the deal. Please ask Dr. Jennifer Daniels about eating beef brain. And this info oh. I received from Chat GPT. Do you know Chat GPT? Chat GPT is bullshit. I know. Chat, I know. Chat <laughs> Let GPT. Me, yeah. Is artificial intelligence programmed by the propaganda network? Egg. That's what it is. Exactly. So this person is asking me to respond to the propaganda network. What's propaganda? False information. Okay, let's go. Good for you. I'm glad you're on top of that, girl, because I, I agree with you. I mean, I so here's what they chat GPT told them that Wait, there a are real human sent you a real human, let's let's this is straight, is believing chat GPT, which is false propaganda. All right, let's go. Because they say Chat told him that prions 
which are abnormal proteins that can cause neurological diseases in humans, such as Jacob, you know that word, Jacob disease. Jacob Kreutzfeldt disease. That's I went it. to medical school on this. Do you know how many people died of Jacob Kreutzfeldt disease in the past 40 years? One. They think two. They think two. <laughs> That's close. Two out of billions. Yeah. So we can safely say it's imaginary, doesn't exist. Yeah. yeah. I think it's a safe bet. So this person is telling me to respond to a hallucination of ChatGPT. So what is her final bottom line question? Well, they're just, she's just, this, he was kind of admonishing you for recommending this because you don't know about prions. So that's what he, that's. No, no, I went to medical school in the 1980s. Okay. I've been talking about prions ever since, never found one. However, I am not going to admonish him. I'm going to encourage him to live into his delusion and experience life fully. <laughs> he does not need to agree with me. No need. No need. No, he does not need to eat brain, and that's not going to affect the benefits I get from eating it. So there you go. There you go. And what there benefits you do you get for those in the... Bleachers? 66 and not seen out, for Christ's sake. <laughs> 66. <laughs> 66 and what? What is the term? We have the mental capability to memorize 50 stitch sequences to create these kinds of patterns at 66. Self-taught at 65. There you go. That's what prions eating my brain can do. <laughs> just, just say it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> People are talking about this but chat. Can, this is what this is the beauty of being human. Each person gets to make their own decisions. I know. His decisions don't affect me. My decisions don't affect him. How cool is that? I so he gets to live a life bounded by prions. <laughs> I remember when how do you say that I word? Him, I under his bed for the boogeyman too while he's at yeah. I think he'll yeah. How do you say that word? Yeah. Jacob, what do you what do they call him? Jacob Kreutzfeldt disease, or if you're really sophisticated, you call it Jacob Kreutzfeldt disease. Prions, by the way, have never been isolated, never been identified. They're only identified by their effects. They don't reproduce, which, by the way, the medical definition of a life is reproduce. It cannot reproduce, not alive. But in special cases, like generating imaginary pandemics, they make exceptions. What a crazy world. Now people are talking to a computer and think they know what they're talking about. No, no, no. They think they're talking to something. Do they think they're talking to a human? Oh, no. They think better. They think they're talking to a conglomeration of thousands. Oh, I see. This intelligence. That are wise and any one mind could possibly be. (laughs) They don't realize they're talking to a heavily censored uh, compendium Mm -hmm. that is unreliable. Hmm. and not very truthful, but but created by maybe a committee of people for the purpose of manipulating, oh, say, the masses, or many people, mm-hmm. and, and, and profit. So if you believe everything chat GPT tells you, whew, a lot of folks are going to get rich, and you're going to get very poor. <laughs> a lot of folks are going to get rich. <laughs> and you're going to be poor. <laughs> oh, God, help us all. Move your little camera, baby, over to your... The, oh, we've got to move No, the other way. Somewhere. No, the other way. Nope, the other way. way. The other way. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. I'm moving me. That a girl. Okay. Now, that's cool. Okay. 
There we are. We're good. Okay, this is from Sharon in Oregon. I'm for 29 years. I'm 71 now. I've had daily migraines, and I've had jaw surgically extended five millimeter braces, caps, full mouth to help, but it didn't. To help, no. but, it, but it didn't help. I'm dealing no, with chronic inflammation, joint muscle, and arthritis pain from diagnosed Lyme, Babista, and Bartolona infection, plus my stomach okay. doesn't tolerate onion, garlic, and peppers. Okay, and fats. so we don't even need to know all that. We need to know she's focused on what she cannot do, not what she can do. Right. So I had a, a client like this, and she was actually 76 pounds. At any adult height, that's a very, you know, dangerously hmm. low weight. And so she gave me this list of all these foods she could not eat. I said, whoa, time out. What can you eat? She's like, huh? I said, yeah, what can you eat? And so we figured a list of what she could eat. So I said, okay, fine. Eat more of that. Eat as much of that as you possibly can. You know what happened? What? One, she gained weight. Two, her ability to tolerate the other foods she could not eat grew. Okay, so that's her dietary issue. Solved. Easy. Done. <laughs> Let's talk about these headaches. Headaches are caused by... Really only two things, dehydration and constipation. Mm. Let's just be let's be getting real complicated about this, right? Mm -hmm. So none of her interventions involve addressing hydration or constipation. <laughs> so that's why we know they're not gonna work. All right, so that should answer her story her question, right? So she needs to increase her bowel movements, her daily bowel movements, increase those. And she needs to increase her water intake. What kind of water? I recommend distilled or reverse osmosis, but she sounds like she's so far dehydrated, almost any water would do. She could even start with tap water with a present level of emergency. But I would definitely recommend moving towards a purified water because the tap water is not a health product and those infections she's worried about come from tap water anyway. Hmm. Are, there, are there really such a thing as Lyme or Bartolona, Babista? They, no. They're not, All right. Yeah. Well, no. Uh, Bartolona, yes. Okay. And if you look it up, it's normal bacteria. It doesn't bother most people. Okay. So basically, they, they're taking her money, her time, and her attention by telling her, oh, my God, we found this parasite uh, that most healthy people also have, but doesn't bother them. Fine <laughs> 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 print. So, yeah. Um, so a lady like this wants to hydrate. Would she... Put some more extra salt and not worry about it at this point? No, 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 no. Her problem is her concentration of water in her body is pitifully low. So she adds salt to her water. That's going to basically, the water's not going to be as much water. It's going to be salt. So adding salt to your water is something that would be appropriate for a person who's already well hydrated. And now you're going to add salt to their water to help balance out their salt and their osmolality and blah, blah, blah. That's a fine point. She's not up to fine points yet. She is down to the very first point of not enough water, darn near an emergency situation, which she's been apparently ignoring for decades. Mm. Mm. I don't say, again, people have taken her time, her attention, and her resources and inappropriately directed it towards things that she now realizes mm -hmm. were irrelevant and not effective. When, when folks, unfortunately, make the decision to go into the hospital and they put them on this saline thing. What's going on in the body there? What, what, what do they do? They hook you up to a IV? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Back up, back up. 
we, we, we didn't even get to the part before you get to the hospital. What did they tell you to get before you get to the hospital? Oh, don't, don't, don't consume salt. Don't, don't consume eat salt. Don't eat salt. <laughs> and then you get sick from no, not enough salt. And what do they give you? Salt. Oh, they tell you, oh, no, no, you don't need to drink water. Oh, the water in your daily diet, whatever. The water in the environment. It is apple you eat. So they tell you, don't drink water. Don't eat salt. And you develop a sickness from not enough water, not enough salt. And you go to the hospital and give you salt. It's a money maker. Kind of like that prion thing that other guy yeah. got. Are you aware, are the m- medical docs out there still recommending low salt for people? Do they still do that? Oh, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Really? So, what they're re- well, they're recommending not as low, but don't overdo it. Mm-hmm. So, again, as I said, each person has a different requirement of salt. So, no matter what level of salt you cap people at, you're going to create disease, right? Because... There'll be people who require more salt, especially in emergencies. Like if someone has uh, a bout of diarrhea, a bout of vomiting, or if they uh, walk outside on a sunny day and they perspire, they're going to need to eat an extra amount of salt to stabilize themselves, right? But if you've told them, no, 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 you can never go above this amount of salt, then they will never make corrections for those events where their body is stressed. And over time, they're going to fall into a salt deficit and a water deficit. And, and of course, it'll get a fancy name. Oh, you had a heart attack. Oh, you had a mild stroke. Oh, your joints are aching. You know, all that stuff. Oh, so this lady, she can just go to vitalitycycles.com and download the Candida Cleaning Report. It'll help her with the hydration and everything. And bonus, the turpentine will clear up her aches and pains. And... What mechanism does the turpentine do to do that? It's a solvent and it dissolves all this solid crud stuck in her joints as a result of her dehydration. I see. So that's why you've said in the past that the turpentine is not killing anything. It's, It's dissolving yucky stuff and then the body deals with it? Even better. It dissolves the yucky stuff. The yucky stuff says, oh, my God, we made a mistake. We got to get out of here. <laughs> I'm out the of yucky here. stuff literally wants to move itself out. Huh? So you have a pitifully weak immune system like hers. And it still works because literally you got the bad guys on your side helping you get rid of them. It's awesome. It's awesome. Well, how have, I love it. How have people connected the turpentine to parasites then? Similar? The crud it's releasing is parasites. Okay. And the parasites are living entities with intelligence. And it's those parasites that decide that we got to get out of here. And they leave. They take all the toxins and crap attached to them with them, and they just leave the body. We have a lot of, quote, unquote, <laughs> parasites in our body, right, Jen? All the time, don't we? We have a lot of living organisms in our body that are literally, we are feeding. We are feeding. Depending on whose marketing materials you're reading, they're called good bacteria <laughs> or bad bacteria. Depending on what page or website you're... Or bacterial you're... overgrowth. Right. Or, 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 or parasites. However, <laughs> every single... I'm telling you, I kid you not. I know, you're uh, right. Every single organism that has been accused of causing disease, uh, staph, strep, E. coli... These are all things that are present in abundance in healthy people. Mm. And if you try to eradicate any one of these three, 100%, you're going to create a sick person. Mm. So we could say they're all good bacteria. The latest 
uh, scare thing that I'm now receiving mail from on the Healthy People Network. <laughs> the We're Enlightened, We're the Red People. people. <laughs> They're saying that your meat is infected with E. coli oh, and killing you with E. coli infection. Oh, good. Does anyone know what E. coli stands for? What does it stand for? Escheria, name of bacteria, human colon. So it's a bacteria that is native to the human colon. Oh, I thought it was some dangerous bacteria made in the Russian lab or something killing people. I can see you've been talking to GPT. <laughs> <laughs> That's what GPT said. That's what they said. So E. coli, we all have it in our colon. Exactly. If you can remember that E. coli, you would be deceased. That's, it's almost like a definition of humans. That's hilarious. It's not a colon if it hasn't got E. coli in it. What's so the first word on the E? I want to write that down. Escheria. E-S-C-H-E-R-I. Might be an A on there. I'll be darned. It is so much characteristic of humans that... They test water. If it has E. coli in it, they know that human feces must be in that water. Oh, that's Literally, E. coli is the marker for human feces. Uh, but you wouldn't want water with human feces. That wouldn't make you sick, right? I'm trying to explain to you what the test is for the presence of human feces. Oh, I see. Okay, gotcha. This is the test. That's the test. The test. That's the test. Whoa. That's... So they test the water for how many coliforms there are. Ah. What are coliforms? They're short for E. coli. So E. coli forming colonies. They take the water, and depending on how many E. coli forming colonies are present, they say, oh, human feces must be in this water. So somehow this, you know, sewage water must be getting into here or human feces or something like that. So to suggest the E. coli, the presence of E. coli in and of itself, is a disease state is fear mongering, disease mongering, and profiteering. Just say. <laughs> don't hold. <laughs> don't hold back there. Just give us your opinion. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing! What a world we are almost living in. I'm glad I'm just visiting. No, 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 no. The world has not changed. This this chatter has been going on for some time, and, and they prey upon people's ignorance. And Chat GPT is a way to keep people. Hmm profoundly ignorant while they think that they're educating themselves. Yeah. Very fascinating. Fascinating. Uh, here's one for you. We have George, a 56-year-old out of Omaha, Nebraska, where Warren Buffett lives. Yeah. So I'm pretty healthy. I eat really good. and But I just have bags under my eyes, and I just can't seem to figure out why. Baggy-eyed George in Omaha. Well, lately, I've been getting bags. I got a few too, you know, every now and then. I don't know. Oh, they're not there anymore. They're gone today. Yeah. All right. Where do you think they come from? Uh, dehydration. Really? If I want, yeah, when I get uh, behind, like if I do a lot of uh, martial arts, and I just get a little bit behind in my liquids, so that's one cause. Uh, another cause is not enough vegetables. So if you can eat a little more vegetables, that'll clear it up. Hmm. But uh, lack of water and lack of vegetables is usually what, what okay, does it. There and you you'll still see it. It'll clear it pretty quickly. Oh, there you go, George. What would Dr. Daniels recommend to help an elderly woman who is experiencing stage four kidney disease reverse the condition and avoid dialysis? She drinks half 
of her body weight in purified water and exercises when I can, but often gets lightheaded and weak if I stand up for too long too quickly. Mm, mm, mm. So we have to ask ourselves, uh, if she's making all that water, where's it going? Is she pissing it out? Mm. We don't know. Half her Let's body give weight. Her the doubt. Let's just say she's stage four. I'm not sure if stage four is dialysis or not dialysis. She's trying to avoid dialysis. So let's say it's not dialysis. She's trying to avoid dialysis, Doc. Right, right. So, cinnamorium, C-Y-N-A-M-O-R-I-U-M, cinnamorium. It's a Chinese herb. It literally heals kidney disease. It's amazing. Uh, let's see if we can find stage. Or kidney disease. Kidney disease. All right, so they're going to give me a, a stage four. If she gave us her GFR, that'd be nice. No oh, chronic kidney disease. All right, so she's been suffering for a while because that's what stage four means. Oh, GFR between 15 and 29. How old did she say she was? Uh, she didn't. Elderly, she said. Elderly. Okay. No so let's just say she's, we'll call her 80. Let's call her 80. At 80 years old, stage four kidney disease is a normal state of affairs, just by the way. And so your GFR, glomerular filtration rate, declines over age. Let me find out here, and this is something people never ask. What's a normal GFR? Are you asking G? For, G let's say she's eighty years old. Are you asking GHPT? No, I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> I don't ask. I don't ask them anything. I'm like, uh, no, we're good. We're good. No, we're okay. good. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Okay. What is the normal GFR? Okay, so doesn't doesn't they don't give me ah here we go. Mayo Clinic, I love the Mayo Clinic. You're always counting them to give you obscure information that is generally hidden. We're talking with Dr. Jennifer Daniels. It is the uh, 27th. Uh, okay, GFR. What does that stand for? Glomerular filtration rate. Easy for you to say. Okay, by age. Here we are. So let's just make up an age for for now. Elderly, I don't. They don't even go over age seventy. Hmm. Jesus Christ, fifty six. So fifty six is normal for her age. Her doctor is trying to scare her with the number of thirty nine. Did she say she's got thirty nine? I'm. I'm. I, that's what stage four is defined as. Oh, I see. I, that's you got the thirty nine. Right, so yeah. Cool. We're taking her word for something here. All right. We can't, we we're just not going to make up stuff. <laughs> Right. So basically, just to give you an idea, an 18-year-old normal uh, GFR is 78-161. So the only thing that matters is the lower number here. So the lower number, age 60 to 72, is 56. She's calling herself elderly, so I'm telling you she's over 70. Just my guess. Mm -hmm. So they don't even go higher than that. So in other words, at age 72, a GFR of... 56 is normal. So let's let's say she's 80. 
a normal GFR at her age is probably somewhere around 40, 35, 40. And she's telling us, let's go back to our stage four. But here. She's a stage four, right? Right. They try and you know teach us old folks new tricks, but what are you going to do? Tomorrow we have Crow Seven 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 on, and also Desi Andrews, who's suing every person in the Congress, uh, Senate. Congress, and then Wednesday, Daniel Vitalis, OneRadioNetwork.com. We have over 15 years of audio files available to you absolutely free. If you care to donate on a monthly basis, get on a donation tab and send us 20 bucks a month and pay for some of this stuff. You got it, Doc? So, yeah. So, basically, uh, what they're saying here is, <laughs> this is crazy, a GFR of anything over 15, you're good to go. She's 39, and she's elderly, so we're going to call her over 70 is elderly. Let's just pull that number out the air. Right. So it seems that the kidney disease they're accusing her of might be normal for her age or what we call in medicine age appropriate. Now, the big hint here is one, she's not on dialysis, but two, she's drinking a pretty large amount of water for someone who's got kidney disease and she's pissing out what she's taking in, which means her kidneys are functioning fine. Oh, right. that's interesting. So, right, so that was important to establish. When she said, I'm drinking, you know, half my body weight in ounces. I think that's the way she put it. Yes. That's a hell of a lot of water, even for a young person with normal kidneys. So what she's saying is she's drinking that amount of water, and uh, they're saying she has stage four diseases, but she's drinking that amount of water, and she's obviously putting out that amount of water because she's not bloating up and she's right. not on dialysis. So, the only thing she could do is add a little pinch of salt because she said she was dizzy. So add a little bit of salt, and maybe cut back on the water by about eight ounces a day. Just cut back a little bit, not a lot. Maybe mm-hmm. eight ounces less a day than what she's drinking. And add, I'm using the word pinch, but what she can do is start with a pinch, quarter teaspoon. Work her way up. Probably somewhere around a teaspoon or two is where she'll level out, but she'll notice her dizziness goes away. Mm-hmm. The naive question of the day, but I will ask, that yeah. system could be that dysfunctional, Dr. Daniels, that she has people with white coats and stethoscopes hanging around in a hospital saying she may need to go on dialysis. It could be that dysfunctional? It could be that functional. The purpose of the system is to generate revenue. Oh, okay. Yeah, I keep forgetting. Yes, yeah, so it's functioning very it's functioning very nicely, and uh, the dysfunctional part is that you could even call into a show like this. That's a dysfunctional part. <laughs> you got to straighten this out. Otherwise, God like, help us. Oh, my God. I had something here that I had to put in Word because I couldn't read it. Now let's see if I can find it again. Well, I'll find it. I'll skip to the next one. Somebody sent me an email that was so light in color I had to put it in Word and make it big. Okay, here you go. This is a good one. Uh, I have a um, 70, here's 77-year-old put on a ventilator following, oh, oh, he's talking about their uncle. Well, let's see if he can help him with his uncle. Uh, 
77-year-old uncle into a, on a ventilator, pneumonia, three weeks ago. Is he on a ventilator right now as we speak? Is that what we're supposed yes. to understand? Yes, blood thinners, um, prescribed after clots in the heart were found, a drain from the lungs, his legs are extremely swollen. This poor person. Wow. My question is, what is the best route to recovery? If you'll listen to me, there's no other health issues. Well, he's got a lot going on. There's no route to recovery. That's not, there's, we were playing a different game here. Not gonna happen, huh? No, 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 no. As you say, he's got the wrong goal. I'm not saying it can't happen. Okay. I'm saying shooting for recovery is not the way to solve this problem. Just get him out of the hospital? Yeah, pull, pull the plug on everything, get him out of the hospital, let them know that you, this is in God's hands and you'd like him to go into hospice. They're going to give you, when he goes home, morphine to give him to kill him. Just don't give him the morphine, for God's sakes. And so um, he should do pretty well. Hmm. Wow, well, that was easy. I've been called complicated, but sometimes I can Sometimes it's simplified things. Hi, Dr. Daniels. This is Aileen, former client. Really miss you. Still struggling with heat issue. Dr. Aileen, it's all heated up. Hadn't done much for a while. Then recently did two castor oil flushes four weeks apart. After second flush, noticed fluffy stuff in toilet after large daily poop. Experienced improvement with the heat. Okay. Day after the last period ended, skin pain started again. Have been cooking with duck fat for a few months. Switched back to lard. After I checked the duck fat saturated ratios, 25%. Thought this might be an issue. Have eaten, have eaten over one pounds of lard. After switching to pork fat for cooking, lots of skin aches. Um, have been eating pig ears maybe once. Okay. Question, is it safe to do another castor oil flush? Will it help the skin pain or make it worse? The flush will make it worse. Question two, why did the skin pain start? A little bit of information here. A little information here. Okay. Add olive oil to the lard. So cut the lard with olive oil. Cut the lard with olive oil and uh, no, the next flush will make the skin pain worse. Why, what's the second question? Why did the skin pain start? Is that, was that her question or yours? Hers. Oh, the skin question started, uh, the uh, skin pain started because the flush depleted her collagen too much, basically. Oh. So then what the body did was it said, okay, we're going to shortchange the skin, the collagen, you're going to feel some pain, sorry about that. And we're going to maintain your vital organs. Is there a big difference between pig lard fat and cow fat? All of these things, yes. Mm -hmm. Have a different um, percent of, or amount of cholesterol, of saturated fat, of unsaturated fat. Mm -hmm. The reason I suggested that she add olive oil, you know, cut her uh, bacon fat with olive oil, is olive oil has the closest to a perfect balance of saturated and unsaturated fats. So what it will do is it will moderate and allow her body to uh, select the concentration of saturated fat it wants with the greatest amount of ease. Now you say, well, why not just skip the lard and just give her olive oil? reason not to do that is because olive oil does not have animal saturated fat. So everybody does need some of that. Mm -hmm. Is, in your opinion, pig or cow or one healthier than the other, or? It depends on the situation. Some, of the person, some yeah. do better on 
Right. So for a skinny person, I'd recommend um, a cow. The cow. Right. Bigger animal. For a smaller person, I'd uh, recommend maybe you know, uh, or someone who someone who wants to lose weight or is concerned about their weight, I would m- recommend you know a chicken or something, a smaller animal. Mm-hmm. So I generally match the animal size to the, the person desired body goals. Mm-hmm. Her third and final question. Eating a little muscle meat, how much do I need? Would not eating muscle meat factor into my skin started? Oh, she's asking, would not needing the muscle meat, would that factor into her skin pain? Um, it can. You do need a little bit of muscle meat, not a lot. It's like anything. You just you don't really need a lot. You just need some. Hmm. So I would say throw in, you know, try and aim for at least an ounce a day. And that would be, um, that's uncooked weight. You could go higher than that, but that would be a minimum. Gotcha. Okay, let's do a little break here. Uh, and before we do that, let's um, promote a really great product called Vitality Cycles at VitalityCycles.com. Why would we want to get Vitality these? Vitality Capsules. Oh, by VitalityCapsules.com. And VitalityCycles.com. Why would we want to get these? You'd want to get these. Yeah. Because they help you get the three poops a day that you need to clean out your system, keep it clean and running smoothly. They have uh, herbs and spices that cleanse your liver promote, accelerate, and remedy your circulation, help that blood get to places your body hasn't been in years. And it also uh, cleans out the liver and the intestines. So it works on all three levels. So it helps by accelerating circulation, it helps the toxins even get to the liver. Then it helps liver bile move and clean the toxins out of the liver. And then it helps the intestines move and clean the toxins out of the intestines. So literally the uh, toxins move through and out of your body smoothly, comfortably, and every day without interfering with your enjoyment of your everyday life. Oh. So that's the, the really big reason to use them. Good job. VitalityCycles.com where you can get these puppies and you've got two regular and extra strength. Regular and extra strength. <laughs> so Doc, why don't I just use the extra strength? Yeah, you might as well just that's go. That's what I thought too. But a lot of people don't like the cayenne pepper or they find it's a little irritating uh, to their intestines. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So for those people, we have regular. Now, when you use regular, you do need maybe one or two more capsules a day. Uh, but the regular has turmeric and it has clove in it. And the cloves are a mild stimulant, but not as irritating or at all as cayenne. So that plus the turmeric gives you the effect of the cayenne without the irritation. There you go. Dr. Jennifer Daniels and Vitality. No, but is your website still capsules or cycles? No. <laughs> it's Vitality Cycles. Okay, Vitality that's what I thought. Cycles. That's what, yeah, Vitality. It's the website. Okay. The Product. supplement is Vitality Capsules. That's right. That's where I got confused. Stay right there, sweetie. Uh, uh, Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com the rate we're going we'd have to be here you know till three o'clock to get through all these but what am I going to do okay so um, there is a neuro uh, neuroscientist guy that I listen to and he does I don't even know his name it's called a brain thing and it's kind of fun and uh, he's really into uh, 
the sauna, and I wanted to play this for you because we're really in the saunas too. That the use of deliberate heat exposure can be a very powerful way to improve health and longevity. There's a wonderful study on this that was published in 2018 that includes a lot of data from a lot of participants in a lot of different conditions. This is one of several papers that clearly demonstrate that regular use of sauna or other forms of deliberate heat exposure can reduce mortality to cardiovascular events, but also to other events, things like stroke and other things that basically can kill us. And basically what they found was the more often that people do sauna, the better their health is and the lower the likelihood they will die from some sort of cardiovascular event. Now, how long were people exposing themselves to these hot environments? Anywhere from five to 20 minutes per session. In this particular study, they compared the effects of people that did sauna once a week, two or three times per week, or four to seven times per week. And what they saw was really remarkable. People who went into the sauna two or three times per week were 27% less likely to die of a cardiovascular event than people that went into the sauna just once a week. And in fact, the benefits were even greater for people that were going into the sauna four to seven times per week. Those people were 50% less likely to die of a cardiovascular event compared to people that went into the sauna just once a week. I want to just talk about the use of sauna as a tool and emphasize that you don't have to use a sauna in order to get Okay, so we'll end it. Isn't that cool? Wow, you do it every day, your chances of a cardiovascular event, that includes stroke and stuff, is practically non-existent. Is that cool? Yeah, other folks have talked about it, Minkoff, the other people, the heat shock proteins with sauna. Get yourself one of these babies, uh, and you know, Mr. Hart is, is happy, and you know, that whole system is happy, well, the worst that could happen to you if you get hit by a flying car, and what's the odds of that? So check it out. Um, <laughs> uh, OneRadioNetwork.com is where we promote them, but the only way to get the price, the only way to get the price that you want, which is one two nine five one thousand two hundred ninety five dollars is to email me, your congenial host, Pat, that's me, Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. Patrick at one radionetwork.com $1,295 and you rock and roll delivered to you and uh, get one of these saunas and then you get to sweat too and you get the whole detox thing so there's a lot of great things going on with these saunas and these things these uh, units are made in Taiwan at a medical university actually won several awards on their technology the far infrared technology um, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing to get one. And oh, oh, one thing, there's a, many saunas out there that look exactly like this guy, look exactly like it, and they're not. So be careful. Don't fall for some sauna that says, well, this is only $800, and you don't have any idea what the heating structure is made from, or is it far infrared, it's just a, or a heater like you have in your car. Who knows? So be careful. Don't fall for just a few bucks a, you know, get the real deal. The Relax Far Infrared Sauna. More and more things are being talked about now that they're going to go to, um, they, you know, they, Doug and Mel, going to go seriously G10. This is where they're going, you know, uh, whatever. I don't even know what it is, G6 or 
what's the name for these things? I don't follow this stuff. Anyway, the you know the it's crazy. Uh, this is on sale right now. Get one of these, fifteen percent off. Promo code one radio, and you'll like it. I don't believe I've heard such a concise, clear explanation of what. EMFs could possibly do to the body than recently with Dr. Lee Cowden. Now, electromagnetic fields are multiply problematic because the electromagnetic fields will disrupt the membrane barriers. So it disrupts the gut barrier and allows more toxins to get from the gut into the bloodstream. It disrupts the blood vessel barrier, so you get more toxins from the bloodstream out into the tissues. It disrupts the blood-brain barrier, which allows more toxins from the bloodstream to get into the brain. And the electromagnetic fields are screwing up the electrical charge across the cell membrane. The, the health of a cell is determined primarily by the electrical charge across the cell membrane. But when you expose a cell to electromagnetic field, that charge across the cell membrane diminishes over time. And so the cell becomes sicker and sicker and sicker. Now, in addition, research from Europe shows that whenever you expose uh, microbes to electromagnetic fields, they grow faster and produce more biotoxins. So we know that uh, funguses, for example, will produce as much as 600 times more biotoxin or mycotoxin if they are uh, outside of a Faraday cage compared to being inside of a Faraday cage in the same environment. So as you know, the only way to absolutely be protected from all EMFs is live in a Faraday cage, but that's probably not very practical. We have the Blue Shield technology through Brandon Amalani. Uh, We think this is a very very effective ways uh, to build your body's immunity uh, with the cells. Look at the technology, talk to Brandon, email him, look at it closely, research it, and see what you think. Blue Shield, right on the front page of OneRadioNetwork.com. Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Kind of had a fat finger on the button there. Uh, Again, if you want to get one, uh, some of the Blue Shield products, uh, check it out. You can um, use promo code One Radio fifteen percent right now, just for another week or so, and that's it. So now is the best time to get it. If you want to get something you want to carry in your pocket or purse, they have this little guy, and you just plug it in with your um, computer with a USB thing, and it lasts uh, about two or three weeks. And you take this into the city where they have the cell phone towers. I don't even know what they call this thing with this updated um, um, technology. What's the word for it that everybody's been talking about for years? Do you know what I mean? The, the faster, Dr. Dan? 5G, 5G. Yeah, 5G, that's it. 5G, 6G, 7G, 12G, God knows what they're doing. Dr. Jennifer Daniels is here. Patrick Timpone, OneRadioNetwork.com. I got my earphone thing. It's a problem, <clears throat> but I'll fix it. So here we are. Let's let's burn through some of these, okay? <clears throat> burn through them. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, man. 